0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Float Track Podcast. I am Kevin.
1: He is Gordon. Subscribe to the Float Track Podcast YouTube channel if you haven't yet already. It is NCAA Indoor Championship Week. Gordon is almost en route to the championships himself. This is the last last pod before Gordon is uh, is on his way to uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Gordon, good morning. How are you?
2: That's right. I got a flight to catch after this podcast to Birmingham. And then... I'll be at a track meet for like the first time in a long, long time. I'm excited. I was thinking about it the other day. I will have gone like one full year of no track meets because of COVID mm-hmm. and another full year of remote track meets, covering remote track meets because of COVID. And now, exactly two years later, because we were all on the ground when they shut down the world
0: at, in Albuquerque, yeah, I'll be able to be back. Wait, so I'm excited. You really haven't been to one since? Not for like in a
2: flow check capacity, no.
0: We went to like crazy. the cross-country stuff. That doesn't count. Right. No, weird. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's the same with me as well, too. All right. Well, just raises
1: the stakes there. Even more exciting. Gordon back on the ground. Exactly. Uh, this pod is ground. brought to you by Hoka, makers of the new CLOX uh, Spikes. You got the MD. You got the LD. Gordon holding those up. Um, the MD is for mid-distance, the LD for long-distance. The website is Hoka.com, Hoka.com, Hoka Faster Forward. Um, Gordon, we want to talk about the picks before we get into... We're going to talk about Mondo's world record, and then we're going to talk about, obviously, previewing the NCAA meet. But tell us about this week's
2: Pick'Em Challenge. That's right. We had a great start to our Flow Track Pick'Em Challenge. We did Tokyo Marathon. We had only... It was surprising. A lot of people entered, but only six people went three for three with picking That's the correct wild. three picks for Kipchoge's time, Sarah Hall's result, and how many Japanese men will finish in the top 10. We gave out our prize to one of the six people who got it correct. They got text message saying they won. Congrats. Uh, and now we're going to do it again. But this time, you got to go five for five. So for the NCAA indoor championships, we're launching a new 'em, five questions. Can you go Mm -hmm. five for five? If you go five for five, you're going to win a potential. You're going to be in the lottery to win a gift card. But here's the thing. Clearly not everyone's going five for five. So your odds are going to be very good. If you're one of the lucky few who actually go five for five in the five questions, the five questions, we're going to have how many points will Abdi Hamid Nur and Nico Young score combined They're in both the three K and the five K. So, max would be 36 points if they went one, two in both. The the least would be zero if they finished ninth and tenth in both events. But that's not going to happen. They're not going to score zero points. So, pick that. Then the next question is Will Abby Steiner run sub 22 seconds in the 200 meters? Currently, she's run 22.09 this year. Mm -hmm. Will she break 22, which would be the second woman ever to do that? That's the question. Yes or no? Next question, will Randolph Ross break Michael Norman's American record of forty four fifty two? Randolph Ross is already running forty four seconds this year. Now the all the championship hype around it. This may be a time for him to rip a fast one. We know he can run forty three seconds out outdoors. Can he do it indoors? And then the last two questions, who will win the women's team title and who will win the men's team title? And you have mm-hmm. your picks. Uh we gave you options. It's you don't have to type anything in. You just pick the option you think you think is going to happen, put in your phone number, and then you're in the running. Again, yeah, I go five for five, though. Yeah, got go five for five. I went three for three. I'm going to go. F- I was one of the six yeah. people who went three for three, surprisingly.
1: And I had a rough one. I was one for three, but this is where I turned it around. I'm going okay. five for five, and I will reveal my picks later on the show. I'm feeling pretty good about going five for five this time around, Gordon. You know, I was thinking. If we had started to pick them at the beginning of the year for our bold predictions for 2022 and the things we were arguing about, you would have been 1-0 and over me because one of the things we debated was first to break a world record. You took Mondo. I took Krauser. For a moment, I thought I was a genius at the Melrose games because it was his second throw, but the laser was off. And instead, we get Mondo breaking the world record in the beginning of March after several attempts at 619. He had so many close calls, Gordon, and uh, he finally did it,
2: 619 this year. 619. It is insane when you look at how, in just a matter of like a couple years, Mondo has basically redesigned the all-time record books because if you bring up, Travis, if you bring up the uh, all-time, indoor pole vault performances. Mm-hmm. Mondo has just destroyed Bupka's dominance of the, the list because now Mondo has, has vaulted 619, 618, 617. Boom, boom, boom. Three in a row on the top. Uh, it's, I don't think it's ever going to slow down. He's still extremely young. He's like beginning his prime in a way, so I think mm-hmm. he's going to be vaulting 620s multiple times right, when it's all said and done. Uh, really just taking a sport, wait for it, to new heights. Oh, goodness. Goodness me. I think there's no doubt
1: he's going to continue to push this higher because he's had so many good attempts at 619. It wasn't as if he just had an amazing day where everything came together. This is, I think, where he's going to be able to, to hit consistently. In the, next, in the next couple of years. I mean, yeah, is he going to have days where he only goes 6.05 or 6.10, sure. But I think 6.19, just how close he got on a number of attempts throughout the season just tells me that he's ready to, to go beyond this You know, 6, 6.20, 6.22. I mean, I don't know where it's going to stop at a certain point. You are going to have to build a bigger building to accommodate Mondo Duplantis' vaults. The other step that he needs to take, though, if you look at the outdoor list, yeah, he's at the top, but there is the Sergey Bobka dominance after that, just the consistency of Bobka between you know, the 6'10 and all the way through to the 6'14 is quite remarkable. So, outdoors, yes, he has, has that mark, but I think Mondo, being the competitive guy that he is, probably wants equal level dominance outdoors as he has indoors.
0: My desire
2: for him next is I want him to be the first ever to set his opening height at six meters. Like, I want him mm. to enter a competition where that be his first fault, six meters, because he shows how dominant he can be uh, faulting over six meters. Just showing, like, hey, yeah, you know what? Everyone's lifetime PBs, that's my opening height. Like, that's What's what I'm doing. doing? Uh, I, yeah. That's what I want to see from Duplantis next.
1: He's just going to show up midway through the competition. Like yeah. He's going to be warming up when everybody else is – they're fighting for silver and bronze, and then Mondo comes in. And it's going to be incredibly risky too because people are be like, wait a minute, you're entering it at, at six meters? What are we doing here? You need to make sure that you're – got to get a safe one. And you just be like, no, no, this is my safe vault. It's like six meters is exactly. going to be the safe vault. Uh, yeah, this is – I was going to you know. say, who do you think is going to lose first? Kipchoge or – Mondo, but I think that's an easier question because Kipchoge only runs twice a year. So I think the answer would be Mondo. Yeah, and also yeah, yeah. I mean also, Mondo's 15 years younger than Kipchoge too. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you when you when you vault so often, you're gonna have a bad day. It's like oh, I don't feel well, or just you make a mistake. You only get three attempts, and like say like you brain fart the first one, then you may have a bad move the second attempt, and then you're unlucky the third, and it's like oh, it's done. So. I don't
1: I don't Do you remember think, last year he went 17 and 18 in quick succession I think it was like a week apart so I don't know if 19 I know we're getting to the end of indoors and world championships maybe the priority is not chasing the world record but I do think that we'd be fools if we said yep this is where it stops 619 Oh you know, he's done it
0: no.
1: uh, yeah I, I mean it's, it's not going to go up by huge increments because mm. the better you get the harder it is but it is going to be a centimeter here centimeter there and uh I, I I there's no reason to think 619
0: is going to be what his lifetime PB is going to be right what would you set the over under at for ooh. lifetime PB over under will be 623. I'll go over ooh. All right. Over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm optimistic. Do you know how small a centimeter is, it, Gordon? It's
2: quite small. Six twenty-three and a half. 6'23 and a half. 6'23 and a half. Still going over. I think we're going to see a mid 60s from him. He only breaks world records by centimeters. So that means he would do it 20, 21, 22, 24 mm-hmm. more times. Do so you think he's going to break the world record five
0: more times? He's 22. Yeah. I think he can. But I think he's gonna have a years where he doesn't do it. I think sure. he's but gonna
2: again, be done with his prime by like twenty by thirty. So it's eight years. So, <laughs> so I think
1: every gives other him year, eight he years. years. That's year. a lot of wiggle room if you think he's gonna be at this level for eight more years. I think. I sure. think he's gonna he's gonna have that similar outdoor level of. Um, I think he wants to get his outdoor mark probably up to where his indoor mark is. So he probably wants to get the six twenty. Outdoors, too, and then yeah. just completely dominate that, that all-time list. So, Mondo, world record. What else is new? All right, let's jump into the NCAA indoor previews. Uh, let's run through these picks. First of all, let's start it with the pick Um explain, explain, well, you already explained the picks, but what are you going with in all these? Where's the, where's the Gordon smart money
2: on? We'll go one by one. So, first question, how many points – well, NAU score with just their two guys, Abihami Nur and Nico Young. Again, they're both in the 3K, 5K. So if they go one, two, and both, it's 18 points each event. It's 36 points. Um, right now, I put the the picks at 30 plus, 20 to 29, 10 to 19, nine and less. 30 plus is basically they had the incredible weekend that they are potentially able to do. 20 to 29, I feel like it's like the safe that like, they're good. They're probably going to both finish All-American, and maybe one or both of them are going to have one race where they finish top two. 10-19, I would say, is when they're both kind of just not really there, and then 9 or less is like they're DNFing. So what are you going with?
1: I am going with the second highest. I'm going 20 to 29 in this group because I look at the 3K, and it's just incredibly deep this year and it's going to be their second event. I know a lot of people are going to be running on tired legs, but I could see a situation there where one of them slips down a bit out of the top five and to score 30 between the two events. They have to be really good in every single, I mean, each of them has to be really good in the five and really good in the 10. They can't really have one where they, they lay an egg. And I mean, even if you went, if they go two three two three, in both of these, so they go 8-6, that's 14, 8-6, that'd be 28 total. So that's an amazing weekend, and it still doesn't get them to 30. You'd you need at least one victory, or you get a victory, and then instead of maybe having a 6, you have a 4. So I'm in that second group, 20 to 29.
0: I
2: was going to stay in that second group, but I'm going with 30-plus. And I know that's like on the rarer ends. And it's not like a, I think it's mainly because you look at this 5K field and I legitimately think any going, I think they're going one, two in that, in that race. I don't, I can't think of anyone on that field who I think is going to beat both, either of them. Like, because when you look at the field, our right, Adrian will shut. Yeah, he ran 1309
1: at BU, but just like... Said- <laughs> Yeah, he ran 13.09. You just hand-waved away at 13.09. Come on, man. Come on, he can no, totally yeah,
2: win. He... shot can totally win.
0: 13.09.
2: But does Wildshot have the kick? Does he have the mile speed that NER and Young have shown? I don't think so. I think Dylan Jacobs, does he have the kick? I don't think so. Kip 2 clearly does not have the kick. He, has, he He's losing his Big 12 meets. Kai Robinson... Not, no, Aaron Benfeld, he had to wait to the last minute to get in. I just, none of these guys stand out as like scary 5K threats, you know? I mean, maybe a Moin Kemboy, but no, he had to run, barely got in. I think NAU also has the luxury of having a third teammate there and Drew Bosley to kind of make sure they're in a comfortable position if he go out there and paces it for them or something like that. I don't know. I just think there's a high, high probability that they at least score 16 points. I think it's going to be 18, but at least they get 16. 16 or 15, okay, they, because they're going to win. And I don't think the second guy, if they win, the second guy's not getting worse than third. And then if you got fourth, that's still 15 points.
1: Okay, but even if they go one, say they get 15, you need 15 then from day two. And if you go 8-6, that's 14. You're still short.
2: Yeah, that's why I don't think they're
1: going to need- get 15. They're going to get six, at least 16. Okay, but but even still, that means they basically need to repeat it again almost in the in the 3K. And there's no way you can say the 3K field is soft. Looking at who's in that, Nagoose. Yeah, but you got... Kemboy, Herrera, but- Sprout,
2: Beatlescom. Nagoose is going to win. Nagoose will win. But here's the thing. Okay, Her- so you, then you've already take taken... You
0: would you'd take Herrera over... Nico or Abdi Hamid? Well,
1: I'm not going to discount him and say he doesn't have a chance. He's going to be running fresh, so that's going to count for something.
2: Yeah. Beetles scum would be someone I would look out for, but he's not going to be fresh. He's going to be running the mile final an hour earlier. And 2 I'm just but taking here- off the board.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem with what you did, though. You, you gave Nagus one, which you should. That's right. But then that means the highest yeah. amount of points they can score then is 14. Yeah. Correct? Which means yeah. you need 16, at least, yeah. from the 5K. And, the, and 16, like the best thing, I guess if they went, put Bosley aside. I know you're giving Bosley a point, but just put Bosley aside. To get to 16, again, they won three. They have to do one, three, or one, two. Those are the only options.
2: And I think they'll do that. I look at I a five, there's and I, there's thinks a high chance one of those guys is going to win and the other guy is going to finish top three. I just think that's going to happen. And then based on that, I can go into the 3K, be like, all right, yeah, they can get to 30. I know,
1: but there's also a chance that Sprout, Beatles come, could both finish, or Herrera. Ken Boy, or whatever, could could push them down. Right also, I think the pace is gonna be fast in the five. You're talking about finishing kicks and better to have one than to not have one. But I think they're gonna go out hard. I think with all those PBs in there and with how we know a lot of those guys run, it's gonna go up. It's gonna go out hard. So I'm going twenty to twenty nine on that one. What's right. the what's the second one?
2: Uh, will Abby Steiner run sub twenty two seconds. And she's run twenty two oh nine at sec champs will she be the second woman ever to break 22 seconds indoors behind Marilyn Audi,
0: jamaican great i'm going with a no what are you going with no as well (laughs) that's
1: it no explanation you well no you're going picked for three years, all you've picked is Abby Steiner to set records, and then the moment you do it with Pickham, you're like, "I'm going no," and then you offer no
2: explanation. <laughs> Hold on, she already has the record, and I think she will. I think she's going to break twenty two oh nine. I think she'll run twenty two oh four. I yeah. don't think she's going to run twenty one ninety nine. So that's I my... went no.
1: I... I went no in part because I thought you'd go yes. I need to make up some ground on you in this Pick'em contest because I'm already down. By two. I think... I mean, is how fast... This comes down to how quick is this track versus another track. 09 is already out there, as you mentioned. I mean, she's number two in history, and only Adi's gone under 22 indoors. So, sub-22
0: would be amazing. And I'm not ready to go there yet. Yeah. Again, I think she's going to PR.
2: I think she's going to run sub-22.09. I'm just... I'm not ready to go for the 21.99. Also think she has the 60-meter finals right. that she's going to be working on. She's getting ready for a 4x4 four four after. So she's not just going all in on one event. Um, yeah. So her legs might be a bit tired from the prelims and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I still think she's going to dominate. I still think she's going to put up a mark that everyone's going to be like, whoa, and she might be the athlete, the female athlete of the meet, I think, based on what she does, especially if she does well in the 60. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with sub-22.09, but not sub-22 seconds. The,
1: the interesting thing with the schedule being all condensed, really, you know, it's really tight. Like that turnaround is really short between each event. If people don't do well, it's like, man, maybe we shouldn't have underestimated how tough it is to double or triple this meet. But then a lot of times they still do well, and you just say it's the NCAA championships. It's just every year someone comes up with something. Like You can see both paths. Uh, in, in this meet, but yeah, I, I have her over, over 22 there. What is number three? Pick number three.
2: Uh, pick number three is Randolph Ross. Will Randolph Ross break Michael Norman's American record of 44.52 at the NCAA Championships? Um, I'm going with a yes, and you're going with a yes as well. Mm. I think this is all based off our insider knowledge. It's because we went out to North Carolina A&T a few weeks ago to grab a workout Thank Wednesday, you. which will come out later this year. It's going to come out during the outdoor season. Um, and he was like, I'm going to break the world record. So if he mm-hmm. thinks he can break the world record, all right, I'm going to believe it. He uh, felt like he could have done it at the Clemson meet, but mm-hmm. he ran 44.83 with a shove, like with being kind of cut off. With that stop cut it. off, you're gonna run even quicker. So I think he's gonna demolish Michael Norman's 44:52. And so I'm going with yes, he will break that record. So that mark is actually faster than
1: the world record because Norman's mark did, never got ratified as a world record. So the world record is actually 57. So in in a way, you're picking him to do something even better than. Than Norman's mark, or he could miss. He could miss Norman's mark and still get the world record. I think he's going to get it. I'm. I was convinced just by how fast he ran in that race against Godwin, even though they went to a complete standstill almost at one point. You worry a little bit about the lane draw, but this is a guy sub 44 outdoors last year. Right, ran one of the quickest times in the world last year. I think if worlds were earlier or sorry the olympics were earlier and it's not his i mean everybody knows that going in it's just tough to be a college athlete run a whole season and then try to go at the olympics i think his performance at the olympics would have been much better in the open quarter if it was closer so i i think people are a little bit behind on how good ross is because of what happened at the olympics oh just a, another college guy and then he went and then he he didn't perform as well as he did in cinderellas no i think this guy's this guy's definitely legit. He's proved it, and I think he can knock off that time just based on the fact that no one's going to be stopping
2: in front of him, or hopefully.
1: Hopefully that does not happen. No one stops on the track record.
2: So we're both going with yes, sub four yes.
1: fifty-two. Yeah, I'm a yes on that one for sure.
2: So these next two uh, picks are going to make or break your potential of going 5-for-5 five five because I think this is the hardest ones to predict. Yeah. Uh, first one who will win the women's team title. I give four options, Florida, Texas, Arkansas, and other, other university is everyone not named Florida, Texas and Arkansas. Um,
1: yeah.
2: I'm going with Florida. You're going with Florida. I have to go with Florida because they've been my number one team since day one. After they got those big transfers and Jasmine Moore and Anna Hall in the multis and longs Mm -hmm. and triple jumps. It just got to go with Florida women. And um, they've done nothing to really dispel their chances in my mind. Um, Now, obviously I had them at scoring a hundred points like a month ago. They're not going to do that, but you know, they're going to have a lot of people in finals. They they're going to be spread across everywhere. They did lose their one distance star in Parker Valby, but, in the end of the day, it's fine. They're going to be fine. They're going to have, you know, Claire Bryant in the high jump and long jump, Barrett in the 800, Diggs in mm. the 60, 200, 400, and a Hall in yeah. the high jump, 60 hurdles. It's just they're all over the place. So I think it's Florida for the win.
1: Yeah. For me, it's Florida. They're not dependent on any one athlete. So if someone goes and has a bad day, they can recover. From it. And they're not dependent on any one event, too. So if one event gets wonky or weird, they can recover from that. Because in many of these events, they have multiple people in the events. And you're right, they're covered in a bunch of different events. And I look at some of these field events, you see more in the long jump. I feel good about that being 10 points. I look at the triple, Moore and Hooper one and two, and at least more is well clear of everybody else in the triple. So I feel good about those 10 points. You go into the, the pentathlon, a Hall, 200 points clear of everybody else this year. I know pentathlon scores, you know, it's cause you just do a score to qualify and then you move on, but you feel good about them getting easily to 40 points, no problem before even dipping into some of these other events and you have them projected 63 points. So if you need 60, let's just say 65 to win, to me, you think, all right, now how do you cobble together the other 25 points? And that's where you go with digs. That's where you go with Stark. And you go with your relay. And you go with, you know, you go to the 800. You go to the high jump. So, I think Texas and Arkansas would need to have really good days, almost perfect days. And then Florida would have to have several mishaps for Florida to win. And then those are obviously the three that are cut above.
2: And it's interesting because Arkansas women, I believe won secs, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And this yeah. happens so a lot where the team will no. Well, it's possible Arkansas can win, but this happens a lot where a team that doesn't win their own conference goes on to wins nationals because it's a lot harder to win a conference championship The national championship, that sounds weird to say it out loud. It's harder to win a conference championship than a national championship. Uh, But when you're dealing with SECs, I I would say that's actually harder to win SECs than it is to win nationals. Because nationals, you win with four studs, four stars. Conferences, you win with four studs, four stars, but then also 12 really, really good athletes. You you win with Mm -hmm. depth. You don't need depth to win a national title. Um, But Arkansas, though, they're in that. Them and Texas, I have them both scoring 50 points. So they're in the conversation. They're not out of the question. Texas is coming off their Big 12 championship. They dominated there. Arkansas coming off of their SEC championship, they dominated there. So Texas and Arkansas are good picks, uh, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think Florida's going to have it on their day. They got the surefire 10-pointers that will take down Texas and Arkansas.
1: Yeah, and I get your point about conference and nationals being two entirely different types of meets. And listen, at SECs, you know, more like the triple jump went went to form with Moore and Hooper, and the long jump went went well. Um, but there were some events where I think they would have wanted to do better, and that's ultimately why Arkansas was able to to get them and to win. I mean, they didn't run a four by four either, so obviously. That would not happen at the national meet, but I think they would need to have that. Le- they would need to have even a tougher day than they had at SECs to lose. They would need more people to underperform than they did at SECs yeah. to lose. But, and I don't, I just don't see that happening. And then you look at Texas, right? You have them slotted in it at fifty points, tied with Arkansas, and you know obviously they have a lot of entrance. As well too, but I just nobody can reach the heights that Florida can reach this year if they're on their A game.
0: Yeah,
2: but hopefully it gets close, and hopefully it comes down to that four by four because it'll be great to see those three schools all have a chance to win it in the final race because that's what you want to see some some good old flat fashioned drama. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Men? Final question. Men, who will, the final question of the five is who will win the men's team title? Georgia, Arkansas, North Carolina, A&T, Texas, and none of the above. So I added another team there to give you more options. Right now, Georgia's <laughs> ranked one, Arkansas's two. I believe Texas is three, and a and is five or four, something like that. Oh, no. Okay, Georgia's one, Arkansas two. NAU and Texas are tied for three, and North Carolina A and T is five. I took Nau out yeah. of this because um, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, so wow, you just had them I think, going
1: over? You had them going over thirty just a
2: second ago. Yeah, but I think you're, you are need to score forty points to win. And I think why not forty? Texas and I think Texas and Carolina, North Carolina A and T can actually score forty points, whereas Nau obviously can't because only got two guys. So anyway, all right, Georgia, Arkansas, Texas, North Carolina A and T. Who are you picking? All right. So this is very hard
0: because
1: this is the opposite of the women's situation. If you look at the men's entries, just the sheer total from these contenders is so much smaller than on the women's
0: side. Georgia, the hopes rise and fall with bowling. Sixty, two hundred, long jump, four by four.
1: Yeah, they have a heptathlete, Kyle Garland, who's you know seated second. They have. Elijah Godwin, but it's really bowling in terms of getting to that 40 number, right? I mean, that's it. And then you go, you go to these, you go to these other teams, right? And it's, it's just a few athletes scattered here and there. So I talked about sure things
0: before. I feel good about Randolph Ross in the quarter for Ant. I think I think they're four by fours
1: they're not seated first but just just with the power of ross i think they're obviously a big threat to win and then they got some hurdlers out there as well too they got short sprinters they got a long jumper this is going to be this is going to be such a weird meet on the men's side when you're looking at the team competition so i went with i went with a and t
0: over georgia over arkansas and texas so, yeah, your A&T pick,
2: I think, is going to hinder not just on Ross, because that's a given. Hurdles. But the freshman. Yeah. Mostari. Yep, yep. Leonard Mostari, who broke the world junior record running 755 in the hurdles back in Clemson. My question, though, is he didn't run well at his conference meet. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried he might not be fully healthy. And if he's not – That's going to be, it's going to be hard for him to make up for his absence. Now, they do have other hurdlers in the mix. Rasheen Brown's good. And obviously, they have people in different events. But the big question is, uh, what will he do? So, yeah, here's a, a post he had. I've learned a lot through my life, but my most important, learn from your mistakes. Nationals next. So, this is him showing him not really doing too well at his own conference meet. And I think you know, maybe he's fine and he's going to bounce back. He's a freshman after all, so maybe he kind of got too confident for a conference meet when he, he knew he was supposed to win and he just, it just didn't happen. But if he does put together, your A&T pick will be a good pick. I just have a yeah. feeling it's not going to work. Maybe <laughs> they need to wait one more year for A&T to, to get the actual title. I do think a and will
0: podium, though, for that. I, they're definitely going to podium. But the problem is everybody has these big – question marks and this is
1: some of your teams and i'm looking at this some of the teams in this top four group are one injury or a dq or something away from scoring like five points in this meet because they just don't have that many people and we've seen meets go south so if you if you are only, only in a couple events and and one person just doesn't show or gets hurt or no heights right and and you know the, the heptathlon doesn't go well or they don't get out of the prelim or something like some of these teams are going to come from completely tumbling down um so in a in a way i'm also just looking at whose floor is the highest
2: yeah um i don't know i mean arkansas has a lot of people they're kind of spread out all over the pit place with their heptathletes they got some distance people they got the dmr i think they but who are you
1: sure like odin's Aiden Owens, I, I get, like, in the HEP. They don't have the DMR. Well,
2: they, yeah, do. They, they do.
1: Have, they do have the DMR. They do. Okay. Yeah. Like, you have Aiden Owens in the HEP, right, who's seated number one. But, like, who else are you, like, really sure about is going to get big points?
2: John Baker's good in long jump. I'm not sure about it. And they do have Ken Boy in the 3K, 5K. Again, I'm not sure about it. They have guys who I think can win or get, like, eight points. But then I also yeah. can see a real world where they're getting seventh and getting two points. Yeah, that's, what, that I, that's what I'm bringing well. up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're the five seed in something, can you win? Absolutely. But you can also fall completely out of the points too. And, and it's yeah. – yeah, this is just a, a difficult meet to pick. So you're going with Georgia.
2: I'm going with Georgia uh, because I'm going to go with the bowling factor. Let's mm-hmm.
0: talk a little bit about bowling. Bowling. How many events – so he's doing four events, Matthew Bully. Long jump, yeah. 60, 200, 4 by 4 Yeah. One, do you think he's going – how many events do you think he wins of those four?
1: I think the over-under would be one and a half if we were setting a line. And I think I'm going to go one just because of – the, you know, the cumulative toll of the competition is going to catch up to him. So I think he's going to win the long jump. I also think he could win
0: the 200, but it's tough with the schedule. I'm most confident that he would win the 200 of the,
2: the four events. And then I also do think he's going to win the long jump. So I'm going to go over that 1.5 over under. I think he wins two events. I think he wins the long. I think he wins the 200. I think he makes the final in the sixty, but finishes like fifth, so doesn't score much in the sixty and I think their four by four if they're in it, they're gonna finish in the top five i think mm-hmm. which will be hopefully enough i mean they're not gonna win the four by four he's not gonna win the sixty he's not he's not a good sixty runner yet um he i mean he almost won the sixty was the s e c like virtual tie they had in that 60 mm-hmm, was kind of mm-hmm. wild. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be the bowling show. I think bowling will be – it's going to be weird. Bowling will be the, the athlete of the meet if they win. And if he doesn't win, the athlete of the meet is going to be uh, Randolph Ross because he's going to break the world record. <laughs> but yeah, bowling. It's going
1: to be all bowling. So here's, here's bowling schedule for the weekend. Friday, 4.15. Actually, 4 o'clock on Friday. Let me start that over. Here's bowling schedule. 4 p.m. Friday, long jump, prelim slash final. 4.15, so in the middle of that, he's got his 60-meter semifinal. At 5.25 p.m., he has his 200-meter semifinal. Then the next day, Saturday, if he makes it to the 60-final, let's just assume he makes the finals and everything, 4.10 in the 60 40 minutes later in the 200 and then 30 minutes after that in the 4x4. That is a condensed schedule. So day one you have him competing in the prelims in the midst of taking all these jumps and then day two you have between 410 and 520 him going 60, 200 and a 400. Again, they've prepped for this so he's going to be able to handle the workload but a meat of this caliber that him versus you know someone fresh or fresher in those events
0: that can be the difference. What do you think is harder doing a 60, 200, four
2: by four in a two hour span? That's what you gonna be doing, or
0: doing a mile 3K in a two hour span. wait two hour versus one
1: hour or two hour versus
0: two hours span two hour. so the, the meet's only two hours long it's from four to six
2: no it's shorter so. than that
1: it's four to five oh. like 30 on saturday i mean there's
0: yeah okay five
2: thirty well ends at no but the the last event it's three heats so ends sure. around six okay right but yeah okay okay there's three heats um I'm just saying, I mean, is it harder island. to do three events in two hours, three sprint events in two hours, or two distance events in two hours? I mean,
1: I'll say the distance events, but I mean, I think it's both difficult, and it, both, it matters both just, especially in the distance side of things, how hard are they getting pushed? Hawker made it look easy last year, but remember Oliver Hor a few years ago when you told him it was a great idea to run a, like three events, and that didn't work out very well for him? But then we see the sprint side of it, too. Remember, um, was it Houston? I mean yeah. multiple people like the the two four in particular, like this schedule
0: is is, is crazy, so the four to the two is that's thirty minutes. there's not a lot of time yeah this is the condensed I mean, thing that they started last year with with covid
1: i mean it it already was tight, and this just makes it even tighter, correct
0: correct yeah i i mean. I can't pretend to understand how much
2: the, how much energy gets taken out of you when doing a sixty meter dash. Your brain mm-hmm. wants to tell you, "Oh, you're fine. You only went sixty meters. Like, you'll be, yeah, you'll be fine. Like, just take like a ten minute break, and you'll be ready to go." And Then you know, like, but they are putting their bodies through like an extreme amount of force, an extreme amount of energy boost even though it's only for six seconds, it is a lot. Yeah. And the question is, can you ref- refill your boost, your booster by the time you get to your 200? Now, obviously, I think yeah. Bowling's going to be fine. He's one of the best in, in the country. So it's not like he's me out there trying to run a 60 and a 200. It's a world-class athlete. But you want to know I if that the- 60 prelim, the 60 final's going to take away from his 200 final. And instead of winning, he gets third. And then all of a sudden, Georgia's team title chances start plummeting.
1: I'll say this. It's easier to mimic in practice all-out 60, all-out 200, all-out 400 with rest in between than it is to mimic all-out mile, all-out 3K in a workout. Yeah. Well, so that's, a more, that's a, more familiar, a more familiar feeling for the athletes. All right. What else are
0: you interested in seeing at this meet? You go first. Okay. I will go first women's side of things
1: women's distance and, and women's sprint so first with the women's sprint i think it's interesting we have um a group of women who are doing the hurdle uh flat 60 double which is fun right that's like a good that, that's like a fun thing to watch to see the versatility of these women so like aaliyah armstrong and grace stark armstrong from lsu and and grace stark from florida in both events and they're both you know, highly seeded. Both ran against each other at, at SEC, so they're very familiar with one another. Armstrong is the number one seed in the sixty. Stark is number two, uh, ahead of Abby Steiner, who's in third. And then sixty meter hurdles, Armstrong is one, Stark is three. So that's that, that's going to be something fun, fun to watch. Just because the meet does happen, like bang, 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 bang. It's it's cool to see people either continue their dominance or bounce back after. Coming up short, and then on the distance side of things, for for the women, you have a chance at a Courtney Weymouth double with the five and the three. She's the number one seed in the five. I mean, no one's run within ten seconds of her in the five. um You have a big NC State presence in the in the three k. Number one seed there is Lauren Ryland Ryan. Caitlin McCabe is the number three seed, but she ran really fast in the winter, and then. Or BU, and then I think we only saw her once this year, right? At Big 12s. that's the only time we've seen her in twenty twenty two. So,
2: yeah, I think she's dealing with an injury. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So we got we got a big, um, sorry. So we have a, a, a big chance of, of, of a Waymit double for
0: sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, Waymit's kind of been quietly, like it's been kind of quiet all season because she. You know, she went to Millrose, wasn't really in the mix there. I think she ran at USA's as well, wasn't in the mix. So she's been kind of not really going to like college meets and dominating. She's been kind of just getting, you know, rolled up by the best like American women. So maybe mm-hmm. this will be, oh, yeah, we forget Courtney Wayman's one of the best runners in the NCAA. We just, yeah, she's not exactly. out there ripping fast BU miles and stuff like that. Uh, so I am excited for that double. That would be interesting to see if she can pull that off. For me, the first thing I'm most excited about is the men's DMR. Good old-fashioned mm-hmm. Notre Dame men. And they do it. Keep on doing it. They keep winning. Okay. They got the best smiler in the world. Not in the world, in the country. Not in the country. In the NCAA. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's really good. <laughs> Yaren Nuguse. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see if there's any team that can take down Notre Dame. I think there are teams out there with the wildness of the DMR. Everyone's running extremely fast. There's going to be a lot of fresh DMRs. I think Washington's going to be pretty fresh in that DMR. Uh, Texas might be uh, somewhat fresh. Uh, Ole Miss is my team most likely to pull off the upset. Yeah. Because they do got Mario Garcia Romo who will be in the mile prelim, but he is a 352 type guy. So I don't think a mile prelim is going to affect his anchoring ability in the DMR. Uh, I think it's going to come down to Ole Miss and Notre Dame, and I'm excited to see what happens. Um, If you're a betting man, you should probably bet that Notre Dame is going to win again, but if you like taking some risks, You put it on Ole Miss and ride it and see what happens. But I'm excited to see how that DMR unfolds.
1: I'm just going with Notre Dame. I'm going with Notre Dame on that one. I think Nagoose is going to win that and he's going to win the three thousand. And the three thousand I think will be a good race because Beatlescum um is in there as well. And strangely, Beatlescum's best chance is gonna be mile. I mean, at the beginning of the year I thought five K. Like this is gonna be the five K. Yeah. He should do the five K. He's not even entering the five K. He's in the in the mile and the three thousand. The men's mile will be interesting. Women's mile is gonna be a chance for someone just to to put their name on the map because if you look at uh, just the entries, there are a lot of people there who would be unfamiliar names to people. McKay from uh, Binghamton is the number one seed. Haymack, Camarena, Gibson, Chip, Kame, Vissa,
0: Orman, Heisterman. That's the top eight. So top seed is 430. I think...
1: You know, I think regardless of who wins, that's a surprise. But I, you've made this point before. I feel like that's how the women's mile every year is at the NCAA. And then that person then goes on and you know backs it up outdoors or goes on to do something. And you're like, oh, okay. That's where they, that's where they got it done for the first time.
2: I'm naming the, uh, the women's mile the Brooks mile. Because I think whoever wins that indoor mile is going to sign with Brooks Beasts this summer. Predict the indoor mile based. champion. I know. Not. I'm one, not saying every. I'm not saying every indoor mile champion signs with Brooks. I'm saying the 2022 oh, indoor mile one, champion. This one is going gotcha. to sign with Brooks. That's what I'm calling yeah. the, the 2022 Brooks indoor mile. <laughs> I think whoever wins this race will sign with Brooks.
0: Another candidate for athlete of the meet on the men's side, Trey Cunningham. Yeah. Seven forty this year, if he gets Holloway's quiet record, very,
1: very uh, extremely quiet. So one of the quieter seven forties we've ever seen. No, if if Trey Cunningham was just a pro right now and competing on the world scene, he'd be the number two ranked hurdler. If he's going to yeah going to world indoors, it'd be it be uh, him and Holloway. Um, I think if he breaks that collegiate record, I think
0: he'll be in the mix for athlete of the athlete of the meet for sure. He should write on his spikes before he runs the
2: sixty. Like, sorry, Grant. And then yeah. when he wins in sixty and breaks the record, he takes his shoes off, puts it at the camera. Sorry, Grant. What was the Josh yeah, a little, Florida on Florida State crime. You know, Florida <laughs> State on Florida crime.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see who else. I mean, the eights will be fun. I think Brandon Miller is deservedly the favorite for the men. Yes. Women more wide open. Um. Women's four is important for the team race with, with the athletes in there. That, that'll be a, there's those events that end up swinging the meat and that's one of them for sure. Yeah.
2: For, for the women's team race, it's all like 60, 60 hurdles, 400 and 200 are like the four most important events because that's the an event where we have most of the Florida and Texas and Arkansas all together. Now, obviously Arkansas is going to be like trying to pull some points in. The 3K, the DMRs, and the, some field events, but like those four sprint finals, that's really going to decide the meet for the women. Yeah.
1: And that's cool that it's a multitude of events that are going to decide the meet, as opposed to these two teams are only going to square off against each other in one event, or they don't even square off against each other at all. I think it's a lot more fun when there's a bunch of events that we can see the the key teams
0: involved in. For the men, though, it's going to be... What's the lowest possible score you could see winning for the men? Thirty-five. I think funny. it might break a record. I think this will be really low. Do you, do you know 40 the wins? I don't.
2: Did you look it up?
1: I don't I don't have it in front of me. Or to the side of me. Or behind me. It's nowhere around me. I do not have that that scale. I'm sure we'll we'll see it if it comes up. Hey, coach. How does it feel to win with the lowest team score in history? Well, it was a defensive battle out there, Gordon. <laughs> it really locked us up early on.
2: Hey, I like yeah. it though when there are, the, when it is a low scoring potential. It gives more teams like a fighting chance. Like we only said those podium teams: A and um, Georgia, Arkansas, and Texas. But at the same time, there's teams that I have projected scoring like 20-ish points, like a Florida, where yeah. if all of a sudden those guys who I have getting sixth are all getting third, and they do yeah. that four times, all of a sudden they're at 32 points and maybe they're winning, you know, so. Yeah. So
1: there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of what-ifs, especially because of which athletes went pro, which ones decided to stay because of the eligibility, right? You say, well, Hawker could still be there, and if Hawker's there for Oregon, right, they're in the mix. Yeah. There's a crazy stat here. So Houston men didn't qualify any sprinters. BYU men didn't qualify any distance runners. And on the second point there, like if Mance had stayed, because BYU's got some pole vaulters out there. So if you're talking getting to 40 points, if BYU had their normal representation
0: of men's distance runners, they absolutely could have gotten to, to 40 points in this meet. Not a question. Yeah. They have the number one and and number seven number one and number seven ranked pole vaulters.
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what I mean, we know just it got crazy fast, right? But they have two pole vaulters and that's it. But they're one and seven. So if you had, you know, if you get twelve points from the pole vault and then you just need twenty eight other points and you had your normal BYU mass amounts of qualifiers, you know, between Mance and a clinger and whoever like they they could have gotten you know bonds they could have gotten 28 in between five three mile eight dmr they definitely could have gotten that in pre in prior years it's tough to do but they they certainly could have done it uh so i I thought that was interesting because houston has pole vaulters and throwers going
0: (laughs) that's future
1: big 12 schools too future
2: big 12 schools yeah I think Houston's going to be fine outdoors. I think they're still going to put together a good four-by-one. I think they're going to lick their wounds from the indoor season, and I think Sean Moss and Godway is going to be legit outdoor season. He ran sub-10. You don't run sub-10 and not fall apart like that. So I'm pretty confident Houston will be more of a, more of a factor when he gets to the outdoor season.
1: All right. Anything around. else? Men's lighting 60. Around? Okay. Give me your picks or oh. your thoughts. Men's
2: 60. I'm going Makai Williams. For am going Makai Williams fine. as well.
0: Okay, uh, eight hundred. We talked about mile. We talked about talked about the hurdles. Four by four men. Florida. Yeah. Iowa number two man. Iowa always men's four
1: by four. They're always right, right there. Um, again, I like A and If I'm going to pick them to win, I think I need to pick them to get that four by four. Um, women's DMR.
0: Ooh, Arkansas. They're just so much better. No, actually, I take, I take that back. Because Arkansas won't
2: be running the people that they ran because they'll be in the 5K or running a
0: mile. So I'm going to go with yeah. Washington. Go with Washington. Washington. Interesting. Washington women. Women's eight? Women's eight. Lindsay Butler, Virginia Tech. That's so I rank Top number seed. one. Top, Top seed. Top seed, yep. All right. That's it. That's um, all, all we got. We,
1: You know, you can go on forever. We're going to do a pod Friday, so any last-minute things that need to be previewed, we'll do them Friday morning and post it really quickly before the meet starts on here's,
2: on Friday. Here's That's your question in. I have for you. Okay, first of all, get picks in. Guys go five for five. Kevin, I'm asking you. All right, so – there are how many events in track and field? Mm, a lot, some say.
1: you up, about men and women? There are
2: 17, 17, 17. So 17 times two
0: is
2: 34. Okay. So I have 34 number one seeds according to my rankings. How many of my 34 number one seeds will win? Oh, okay. Hold on. So this is, I'm, I'm actually
1: going to go through this. Um, Williams, yes. Bowling, I, I guess. I, I said no before. I'm got to go. No. Uh, Ross, yes. So there's two. Cunningham, three. Um, know, yeah, This is gonna take a long time.
2: Gonna I'm gonna say. Time. Just guess.
1: I'm gonna say. Well, just based on that, I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use the sprints and then extrapolate from there. Okay. So you have Cunningham, which I agree with. You have Ross, which I agree with. The 200, I'm going no. So I'm 75% of the men,
0: but then on the women, no, yes, yes, yeah, ah, man. I'll say 20. So 20 out of 34. Yeah. That's what, you, what think? you think of my
2: track intelligence. I'm, I'm going to be 20 out of 34. What's that hit rate? What's 20 divided by 34? It's not bad. You make money on 20 out of 34. That's 588. If I was had a batting percentage of 588, I would be Hall of Famer. What do you think it's going to be? i greatest of all time. I mean, I want to say I'm going 34 for 34. That's my goal every year is to go 34 for 34. Yeah. But I never do, which is frustrating. Do you keep track? Yeah, I always look like how many I got right. Because I think it would What's be cool best? if I did ever go 34 for 34. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm a genius and I could tweet it out. Just for that, you know, like karma. No, I don't know. I'll probably go like, I think a good day would be in the 20s.
0: What's you your bet? Things
2: happen. I don't, I don't know. I don't keep Oh, you don't, don't actually anything. keep track? No. I look at it that day and then I'm like,
0: forget about it. Yeah.
2: Because it's probably
1: 17 or 20. It's hard. It's definitely hard because there's a field of 16. So it's difficult yeah. to narrow that down. All right. Make your picks. Um, it's in the chat, right? People are watching live, and if they're not watching live, it's on the site for the picks. Is that how correct. you want to do it? Correct, correct, okay, correct.
2: Cool. Make your picks.
0: All right, you Got your, you you your phone, phone number if you in. You want to win? You want to win? Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. Uh, thanks
1: to Colt, thanks to Travis, thanks for a sponsor, Hoka. Remember, Hoka.com, Hoka Faster Forward. We'll be back with one more pod this week on Friday morning where Gordon will be on location
0: in Birmingham. We will talk to you guys then.